Welcome to the Gospel Centered Pro Life Podcast. In this episode, we're going to continue to do some training and talk about calling out to those going into the abortion center. We think this will be a blessing to you, so stay tuned. I felt your passion, touched your heart. Welcome to the Gospel Centered Pro Life Podcast. We appreciate you guys tuning in. As always, appreciate you guys listening to this podcast and also would appreciate if you would share this podcast, if you would leave us a positive review. We'd love to uh, just get some positive reviews to cover up some of the, the bad, nasty, negative reviews. And some of those negative reviews are still coming in, actually. Mm. We've got like uh, 18, almost 1900 reviews on our podcast. And 98% of those are negative from our pro-abortion friends who hate what we're doing. But as we always say, if the enemy is pushing back, you know you're doing the right thing, right? You're over the target if the enemy is firing at you. Right. So we're over the target. At least we hope that we are. We hope we're over the target with uh, it, with training and equipping you guys. Hopefully you've been blessed by our past I don't know how many weeks we've been doing training episodes, maybe five, six weeks, something something like like that. that, Yeah. And hopefully this episode will be a blessing Mm -hmm. as we continue to talk about training and and cover some of the aspects that we train in our Sidewalk 101 training. We mentioned um, while we're doing this is so that we can go in in depth a little more about some of the subjects that we cover in our training that we're not able to go in very much depth. It is a 101 training that we do. 101 is just kind of like basic surface level stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but folks want more. So we're going to dig in more. We're going to dig into today calling out. There are kind of four aspects. Was, we talked last time about the three talking points that we share. Right. The three talking points that we touch on is we're talking to an abortion-minded mom, a dad, people going into the abortion center. And there's really four different scenarios, I guess, in which you, um, in which you vocalize or visualize. Because mm-hmm. we talked about signage, mm-hmm. that's one of the four ways that you reach out to people using these three talking points mm-hmm. is through signage. I don't know that we'll do a podcast about that since we did do one a couple of months back about right. signage specifically. Yeah. yeah. Um, but this one's about calling out. Mm-hmm. So the the four aspects of, of reaching out to abortion-minded women are calling out. Um, handing out literature, mm-hmm. one-on-one conversations, mm-hmm. and signage. Those are kind right. of the four ways, four modes of communication yeah. at an abortion center. Yeah. And so today we're going to talk about calling out. And what we mean by that is simply raising your voice so that you can be heard. Mm-hmm. This is not at some abortion centers, like our folks that are in Manhattan and some of the other abortion centers where some of our folks are. This is not something they're really going to employ. True. They're on the sidewalk. You don't want to be yelling at somebody as they're walking towards you on the sidewalk. Right, yeah. But in our scenario here in Charlotte, at every every one of the abortion centers, I guess, here in Charlotte, Mm -hmm. you get some foot traffic from time to time. But for the Mm -hmm. most part, it's vehicular traffic. People are pulling into a parking lot, getting out of their car, walking to the door of the abortion center. And we're talking about calling out. We're talking about communicating to them across the parking lot to ultimately come over and talk to you. Right. They're at a distance from us, and actually most, I think, in, in unless you're like in a big city where it's only the, uh, people walking up, you're going to have to call out. Mm-hmm. 
for them to hear you from a distance. And just to touch real quick, when we covered the three talking points in the last episode, uh, we're, we're including them in this calling out. Like those are the things that we're calling out, those right. three talking points. We'll probably go over there over those some. Well, I'll just touch on them real quick. Okay. What God says, mm-hmm. the humanity of the baby, and the resource, resources that are available. Those are the three uh, points that we're going to touch on in calling out. But let's talk real quick about what is our goal. And we did touch, yeah. in the, touch on this in the Three Talking Points podcast, what our goal is. Mm-hmm. Um, but and I want folks to understand, like when I say our goal is not just to deliver information, we certainly want to deliver information. Mm-hmm. We've got 10 or 15 seconds. And in our last episode, we gave an example of what we might call out to someone going into the abortion center, how we might touch on those three talking points. I gave mine. You gave yours. Right. Um, so we certainly want to deliver information. Mm-hmm. We want the information that we do, the 15-second the pitch or plea, like mm-hmm. you said, right. that we mm-hmm. give. We want it to be sufficient to bring the truth to the people going in because the reality is, for the most part, they're not going to stop in their tracks, turn around, and come over and talk to us, right? Right. So we want to give sufficient information, but we also want, we, we don't want to just have a mentality of, well, I'm just going to give information and that's it. No, we want them to come over and engage with us more in depth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of the bottom line purpose. We want them to, to come and talk with us. But there's, a, there's other purposes that are probably even more important, really, as believers and followers of Christ. We want to obey God. We're there. One of our goals in calling out is we are obeying God in what he tells us in speaking for those who can't speak for themselves. So so we are obeying God and presumably glorifying him in, in what we're calling out. And that we are conveying truth. Yeah. That the, our goal is that we convey truth. So while we want them to come talk with us, we wouldn't lie to have them come talk with us because that would not reach that very important goal of conveying God's truth yeah. to them. Yeah. Absolutely. And other truth, scientific truth as well, baby development truth. But we're, we're speaking truth and um, in obedience to God. And I think maybe there's more you can think of, but to me, as I was thinking about it, I always love starting with the the thought of why am I there? What is my purpose? Because my purpose I can probably fulfill if um, if it's clear to to what that purpose is. And purpose is maybe different from results. Yeah. So that's why I like to think about that from from the get-go and train our counselors to think about that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, first and foremost, we're out there in obedience to God. Mm-hmm. We're not out there just to um, make ourselves feel like better Christians or anything right. like that. We're out yeah. there in obedience to God, and the results are up to the Lord. Yeah. But under that, kind of the overarching purpose or goal Mm -hmm. is to obey God. Yeah. Proverbs 31, 8 and 9. Mm -hmm. Open your mouth for the speechless and the cause of all who are appointed to die. Open your mouth, judge righteously, plead the cause of the poor and needy. Mm -hmm. That's what we're doing. We're calling out. We're pleading the cause of those babies that are poor and needy. We're doing that first and foremost in obedience to God. Mm -hmm. And then we're doing that out of compassion for that baby. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, as as a kind of a I guess low level goal 
mm-hmm. under the under the high level goal of glorifying God. Mm-hmm. The low level goal can be, though, again, not just delivering information, not just delivering truth, right? But delivering truth in such a way that it would compel one of the mothers going into the abortion center to actually come over and engage with us in a conversation. Yeah. And there's a way that we can do that. Listen, I've done the, I think now from this perspective now, being out there for years, the ineffective just delivering information, Mm -hmm. just calling out whatever comes to mind, whatever truth might come to mind. Listen, you can say a true thing in a wrong way. Right. You can deliver truth. The Bible says if you bless your brother early in the morning, uh-huh. loudly, it will be perceived as a curse. Yeah. That's in Proverbs. Yeah. I forget the chapter and verse, but I, I promise you it's in there. Yeah. So there is like timing can matter. If you right. bless your brother early in the morning, I mean, you could speak a, a wonderful blessing over your brother, but do it really loud. Right. Early in the morning. He's not going to be blessed by it. Yeah, so timing, timing and manner are both important, and we actually do talk about those yeah. a little bit later timing on. Timing and manner, two... the delivery does yeah, matter. It does. And so you can be speaking, and you can speak some really like, foundational truths to a mother going into the abortion right. center. But if your timing is off, and if your, your demeanor and the way that you come across as far as like yelling frantically, if, if, if that's not uh, in check— Right. Then it can just be it can be perceived as a curse. Right. 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 So um, so we know that we need to speak truth and we know that we need to glorify God. Yeah. And we want them to come to speak to us. So how do we do that? So you touched on on many of them. One of them, I think one of the first things, because it's the first thing they're going to see is our demeanor. Yeah. You know, what do we look like? And I don't mean are we pretty or ugly or anything like that, but um, are we, do we seem approachable? Right. And how can we do that? How can we make ourselves appear as approachable as possible? Yeah, I think one of the most basic ways is having a smile on your face. Yeah. It's like with anything. If someone has a smile on their face, it makes them look and feel more approachable. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Even though it's a heavy scenario, they're killing babies inside of that place. Yeah. And it's reason for us to to look really under it, mm-hmm. really sad. Or angry. Be sad or angry, yeah. Yep, yep. Uh, that's not going to be what compels a person to come over and talk to us. And the reality is... That there's still a God. Jesus Christ is still on his throne, even if they're killing babies inside of that place. And if you're a Mm -hmm. child of God, you belong to the Lord. Mm -hmm. He has saved you. And so you have every reason, in spite of all the the stuff that goes on in the world, you have every reason to have joy Mm -hmm. and to let that joy show forth on your face in your demeanor. You know, when I go walking through the mall, back in the old days when I could go <laughs> walking through the mall without a face covered up, yeah. um, those people that are hawking the jewelry and the uh, the perfumes and stuff, you know, that yeah, stand the in, the middle, in the middle, we yeah. can learn a lot from them, okay? Because think, so. think about the ones that you're willing to pause and almost always, they're always smiling. They're smiling. But 
oftentimes they use humor. Mm-hmm. And the ones that use humor, I will stop and speak to sometimes because they make me laugh. Yeah. So not that, you know, what's happening at the abortion center is is certainly not funny. It's the furthest thing from funny. But if you become very human in, in not only that you look approachable with a smile, but maybe even say something that is lighthearted. Um, and I, you know, I'm not thinking of anything right offhand, but I know I've used that before. Something um, like they'll they'll have something on their shirt that says, um, I don't know, talk to me. I don't know if that is something I've ever actually seen. But if I see that, that to me is like a, a moment of where you can use a little bit of humor in, in calling at them. Hey, even your shirt says, come talk to me. So, hey, come talk with me. Yeah. And I've heard you use humor before. Um, and I wish I could think of a better example. I can't. But as as you're thinking about when you're trying to call out to women in terms of the demeanor, that the more human you are, you're not just there as they think you are, which is to condemn and tell them everything that they are doing wrong. But you're there to um, because you're you want something very valuable for them yeah. to happen and yeah. to be conveyed. Yeah, I so. think it's that kind of just relational aspect yeah. that we need to be thinking about. Mm-hmm. We want to build a relationship with them. Mm-hmm. And, in in a very short time. Yeah. And yeah. It, at the beginning of any relationship, there has to be kind of like breaking the ice, right? Yeah. You think yeah. about it. We, we always talk about Ray Comfort. Yeah. Talk about his evangelism. If you ever yeah. watch any of his videos... The dude is so funny. Now he again, is funny. That's a good example. Yeah. I love the way that he relates to people. Yeah, no, I'm not talking about like in front of the abortion clinic, like we're cracking jokes and we're, you know I'm calling out across the parking lot, right. cracking right. some joke, right. and knock knock, who's there, anything like that. <laughs> no. I'm talking about that, right? But he is, I think, the word that you use in this article, winsome, winsome, mm-hmm. and he is humorous, and yeah. he does have some really humorous comebacks and just things yeah. that really stick in your mind. And well, I can think of one that he said that really struck me because I've used it since. Um, is is he'll he'll go through where people have broken the commandments to help them to be aware of their sin, and he'll say, "Have you ever told a lie?" And then they'll they'll pause and say, "No." And he said, "Well, now you just proved that 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 because yeah, um, you, you, right? <laughs> you just lied." Yeah. And they laugh. They laugh. So um, getting laughter, uh, if if it's um, it it has to be careful. You have to be careful sure. with the use of humor. But yeah, and I think really what we're talking about is not being a, a sidewalk comedian. But we're talking about <laughs> right. being relatable, right? Yeah, being like you said, a human so. being. Because what yeah. they're expecting is what, what they've been told by the abortion clinic, by Planned Parenthood or whatever the abortion clinic business is where they called and made their appointment. Yeah. Sometimes they tell them this. Sometimes I think they don't. But we've heard here locally, they tell them you're going to encounter a bunch of angry protesters on the sidewalk. Mm -hmm. Ignore them. Mm -hmm. And if you can really right away show them that what they were told on the phone is not true, it might help them start on the pathway to doubting the other things that they were told. They were told. And I've I've heard this from people come walking up to me. Hey, they told me you guys are a bunch of angry protesters Mm -hmm. and doesn't seem like you guys are angry at all. Mm-hmm. It seems like you're out here to help people. I mean, I've literally had abortion-minded dads come over and talk right. to me because what they heard that we were, we weren't. Right. And it helps me kind of chip away at some of the other things that they were told by the abortion clinic. Yeah. That Very their good baby's point. not a baby. Yeah. That the doctors are good people. Yeah. <laughs> that are going to help them with their issue. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, being human, being relatable, mm-hmm. because again, the goal is ultimately to glorify God. And so we're not going to be, you know, we're not going to be talking about how cool it is to smoke <laughs> pot or something like that, because right. we got to honor God first. Yeah. But we do want them to ultimately come over and talk with us. Mm-hmm. So being relatable, showing that you're a human being. I mean, I've seen things. Maybe an example would be I see somebody going in with a with a Star Wars T-shirt on, especially if I see them with the Mandalorian. I know you probably haven't watched that. <laughs> no. But I have. Okay. And uh, I like the show. It's uh. pretty cool. And really the, the overarching theme of the Mandalorian is that real men protect children. Like his whole okay. his whole thing through oh. the whole episode is protecting the child, the little baby Yoda. Uh-huh. And uh, so if I see a man with a baby Yoda or with a Mandalorian something on his shirt or whatever, I'm going to play on that. Yeah. And I might be a little humorous with yeah. it, but I want him to come over and talk with me. I want to be relatable. And I think that's the main point with this is that we want to be relatable. We want to be approachable. Well, I think we can make the same error in talking to the women and the men coming as they have made regarding their baby, which is to dehumanize. I think that our mission is so important and so God-driven that we can almost look more at the mission than at the people that that are coming in. And so I think talking about being relational, remember they're human beings themselves with struggles and feelings and... um, and and we we need to treat them in in that way yeah, and respectfully absolutely. as as much as possible our demeanor should be one of respect mm-hmm. um one of our youngsters was out today and and he kind of started getting into a little bit of name calling and i reminded him that that is never um a good idea. Yeah. Never. It's never appropriate before God, but it it it's not appropriate if that if our desires that they would come and talk with us. Sure. So respect should be a part of our demeanor as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, which kind of gets into that 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 next one, our attitude. Yeah. And our attitude, respectful, is part of what our attitude should be. Yeah. Also, I think biblically, mm-hmm. we should have an attitude of of confidence. Yeah. So that should be. Yeah conveyed i mean people we think about what's conveyed on our face and and all of that and there's only so much you can do with your face i mean you got a bunch of muscles there but you can smile and you can frown there's things you can do with your face (laughs) but really as human beings there's this kind of maybe i'm speaking a little just personally but i think you probably get it too like you're around people there's almost like is aura is that a pagan word there's almost like this atmosphere around people Mm-hmm. That you can tell whether or not they're fearful, mm-hmm. whether or not they're confident. Well, their whole body language says that sometimes slumped shoulders, yeah. kind of hunched Maybe it's over. Body language. Yeah, yeah. But if we convey, and it's not because we have confidence in the flesh, mm-hmm. so I need to say that right away. But if we convey confidence, confidence in what we're saying, that what we're saying is true, mm-hmm. that what we're saying has a solid foundation. And if what we're saying comes from the Word of God, it does have a solid foundation. People pick up on that confidence. That's right. We we kind of have this atmosphere of confidence. Now, again, I'm not talking about arrogance. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about pride. Mm-hmm. That needs to be done uh, done away with. We need to let the Lord crucify our pride and our arrogance. But if we have a confidence, I mean, you mm-hmm. read the Apostle Paul. This guy was was a humble man for sure. Yeah. But he was a confident man as well. You read the writings of the epistles of Paul. He had the confidence that came from knowing God. And we can have that same confidence. And as we're calling out, 
And again, the, the idea that we want them to come over and talk to us is a very important idea. Having that confidence with what we're saying is very important. And I think you might ask, well, how does that come? Like, how do I get confident? Because mm-hmm. I haven't done this very much mm-hmm. and uh, or maybe I haven't done this at all. And I want to be confident. But how can I be confident in something I've never done? Mm-hmm. Well, I think your first step step of confidence is putting your confidence, putting your trust in God, being in the word. Right. But also just doing it. Yep. Nothing makes a person more confident than doing it. And you get more confident as you do it. Now, I will say, strangely enough, people think I'm kidding, but I'm not kidding. Every time I go on the sidewalk and every time I raise my voice to call out or every time I get on Amplified Sound, there's a nervousness about me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've same way with speaking before crowds and things like that. Yeah. Um, I have a confidence that, yeah, I've, I've done it in the past, but I'm still, there's still a nervousness about me mm-hmm. because I'm realizing that I need to trust the Lord. So we don't ever, shouldn't ever lose that, that we're trusting the Lord. But the more we do something, the more confident we become in the Lord's ability to work through us. And that's really what it is. It's a confidence in the Lord's ability to work through us. Yeah. Um, you know, the verse, a happy face makes the heart glad. Okay, I, that it's in Proverbs. Um, right. So, and then there's the the opposite one also. They're both in Proverbs, um, but but and they appear to be contradictions, but they're not. But but the one a happy face makes the heart glad is saying that sometimes if you put on the externals of what you want to be an internal state, it kind of helps with that internal state. So if I'm not feeling confident, but I'm still gonna speak. As though I am, it has a strange way of making you feel then um, the way that you should actually be feeling. Okay. And and so I will um, – I, I think I do that often, that, that I, I just – I know that what I'm saying is important. I know that it's what God has given me to say, so I know it's of infinite value, and that's where my confidence is in in that God will enable me and what he has given me is of infinite value for these people to hear. And then I am just going to do whatever confident people do. I'm going to speak slowly, loudly, calmly, assertively, and that you start to feel it, and they feel it. Yeah. And I don't know if that's right or wrong, but I know it's something I do, and I think it's biblical. I think that that's what that is what that verse is saying. Okay, yeah. Well, I know just physically. I mean, this is a little off topic in the sense that we're not talking about calling out, but I know before the Lord, like when I'm worshiping the Lord, especially in personal prayer time, I might stand. But when I take mm-hmm. a posture of humility, like physically get on my knees, mm-hmm. that that helps me to humble my heart. So it could yeah. be a little yeah. bit of what you're I talking agree. about. Yeah, that's very, very much. Yeah. So really, just to wrap up this point, we need to be confident, mm-hmm. but there also needs to be a calmness. So I would say a, a yeah. calm, uh, confident demeanor. Yeah. An attitude is very important in getting people to come over and talk to you and getting them just to listen to you. Because if you sound like some frantic, raving lunatic, Mm -hmm. God might use that. Mm -hmm. People might come over and talk to you. But for the most part, probably not. They're just going to keep on walking because you're not communicating anything to them they don't already have. There's already chaos. There's already confusion. There's already this, this lack of confidence in themselves, right? And there's already this lack of calmness, Mm -hmm. frantic. Mm -hmm. Uh, we want to make sure we 
convey to them the opposite, that, that we actually come from a perspective of confidence and we're calm. Right. If you think about it, somebody that's confident, you can argue with them all day. But if they're confident in what they're saying, they don't need to get all defensive and things like that. Yep. And that's how the Lord has really helped me because, you know, we get all kinds of things thrown at us physically sometimes, for the most part, verbally, you're this, you're that. And I can just calmly and confidently answer, no, I'm not. Right. Why? Because I'm confident in what God's word says. I'm confident in the work that the Lord has done in my heart. Mm-hmm. And that really helps us when we're trying to come from a perspective of, of calmness and confidence to convey that to a mother who's not those things. Uh, it can help us to win them over. That's right. And then a soft answer turns away wrath is is a perfect example of yeah. that also. If if we're what they're not, it can also diffuse um, what is it usually a very angry, uh, frightened situation for yeah. them and demeanor for them. Absolutely. So, Yeah. So you, t- you talked about earlier on that the we can have the right demeanor, we can say the right words, uh, but we can say them at the wrong time. Yeah. Timing is very important. And like what I, I think what I talked about in the article that will accompany this on our Sidewalks for Life site and I think accompany with this podcast, um, one of the timing issues for me, that became very evident the longer I have been out on the sidewalk is the women are using God's love and forgiveness to justify abortion. Yeah, And so that is such an important truth. We've said this many times. It is such an important truth to convey at some point, but not at the moment right. as they're entering the abortion center. And it's um, of one of the few things that I can think of that I believe truly can end up being destructive that we say is talking, feeding into that. It's they're misperceiving the whole truth of God's forgiveness right. and love. But nonetheless, if we feed into that, however unwittingly, we can kind of send them even faster in yeah, to, to go have the yeah. abortion. Because a lot of these women are grasping for justification to kill mm-hmm. their child, mm-hmm. grasping for a justification to shrug off their conscience that is speaking to them. There is a level of conviction there unless yeah. they've completely seared their conscience. Right. And if we give them that justification, uh, they, they grab a hold of it. And they could walk in there and kill their child with the justification that, well, God will forgive me. Right. We've already touched on that, so I don't want to labor that point. But timing is important, and the message that we convey is important um, at those particular times. So for for people who are listening who are maybe newer to this, they're they're probably thinking, because I would be thinking it, then how do we know? How do we know what truth to speak when. And I mean, I'd love to hear how how you would answer that. I know experience does help. Yeah. But for someone who has no experience, um, how are what are some things that, that we can offer to those people that they can discern when something should be spoken? When the when, for example, the message of God's forgiveness you yeah. know those women at some point are going to be leaving. Most of them, sadly, will have aborted. Yeah. And if they 
are leaving having aborted and no one's out there, which sometimes is the case because there's only so long teams can be out there, depending on how late in the afternoon it is when they leave. Will they leave with the feeling that they are forever condemned, that they can never be forgiven, which sadly fuels more and more and more abortions? Yeah. Because they have kind of then believed, I've had one. I've had two, I've had three, what's one more? Yeah, yeah. Well, I know we do touch on this in our podcast about forgiveness and Mm -hmm. when to talk about forgiveness. Uh, So I'll say just practically Mm -hmm. the message of forgiveness, I don't even approach that topic until after they've had the abortion. Right. And really, I'm not going to be calling that out anyway. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be calling out, well, God will forgive you. Typically, if I'm going to talk about forgiveness I want to get in a one-on-one conversation with them so I yeah. can break it down, break down this this truth of God's willingness to forgive. Forgiveness is based upon a person's repentance and faith in Jesus. Mm-hmm. And it's not really possible for me to break that down in, you know, a 15-second conversa- or not conversation, uh, calling out from right. the door of the abortion center to their car. Right. Now, I have been uh, inclined at times when I see a young lady pulling out of the parking lot and she's obviously broken. Yeah. She's got tears in her eyes. Her head is down. I know it's been a couple of years ago. There was a situation, a young lady pulled out of the parking lot, stopped in the driveway, rolled down her window. And she said, tears in her eyes. I wish I would listen to the truth. You guys were telling me out here instead of the lies they were telling me inside of there. That happens more often than probably people realize. Yeah. That yeah. people instantly regret what they have done. We had someone just last week. Yeah. Or maybe it was the week before. Now, this yeah. was actually, she was there for a follow-up because I dug into it a mm-hmm. little bit more. I said, mm-hmm. so did you just have the abortion? She mm-hmm. said, no, I'm here. I had the, uh, took the abortion pill three weeks ago. I'm mm-hmm. here for my follow-up. Yeah. I saw you guys out here. I heard what you were saying. I should have listened. Yeah. Now I wish I would have. Yeah. And in that moment, what can I say? Do I just... Add insult to injury. Yeah, you should have listened. You mm-hmm. wicked reprobate. You know, I could I could have went that way. Didn't think the timing was right on that. She was already right. broken. Right. Right. Jesus it says he doesn't quench a smoking flax nor break a bruised reed. If she's already bruised, I'm not going to break her the rest of the way. Right. I'll let the Holy Spirit do that. She was yeah. already broken. Yeah. And so I'd get right into the forgiveness. I said, listen, the fact that you're still breathing air shows me that God would still have mercy on you. Mm-hmm. He's allowing you to live, right? Mm-hmm. You're not yet standing before him under his judgment. He's given you time to repent. So you're already, obviously already broken. Now turn to the Lord. The Bible says that if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Mm-hmm. There's not a single unrighteous act that you have done that Jesus Christ can't cleanse you from. But you've got to confess your sin to him and put your trust in what he did on the cross. And that was as much as I was able to get out, actually, because the security guard came along and shoot her out of the driveway. But that's it. That's the basics of what she needed to hear. That was the basics. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to. And I think we have to be careful, again, in this calling out scenario. But it's not only the individual that we're we're trying to really focus in on, because that's what we're doing. We're calling out with our natural voices, really focusing in on one person. Right. Because there's kind of like a general, I would say more like preaching, that we can just be out there in front of the abortion clinic just preaching to everybody who will listen. Mm-hmm. And that can be effective. Mm-hmm. Praise God for that. We mm-hmm. do that on Amplified Sound. Yeah. 
But when there's individuals, when there's an individual walking in, we're going to be addressing her individually. Yeah. Kind of like a one-on-one calling out. But there's also other people that are listening. So if I'm going to, if let's say she comes out of the door and she's already got tears in her eyes and she's broken, I'm still probably not going to be calling out to her. God will forgive you. I might say, if you turn from your sin and put your trust in Jesus, God can forgive you. Mm -hmm. But I don't always want to imply like, because it's almost like this attitude, God will forgive you. Like it's going to happen. And that's not necessarily true. We have this attitude of, well, God will forgive you. Because after all, he's like a button we push. And all we have to do is push that button. He, Say, I'm sorry, he, yeah. and it's fine. He's beholden oh, to fine. us. Right. And ultimately, we've, we've made a God in our own image. Yeah. We want him to forgive us, and so we say he will forgive us. God doesn't have to forgive anyone mm-hmm. for anything. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to. Mm-hmm. He's not beholden to us. He's God, and we're not. Mm-hmm. He's willing to forgive all that repent and put their trust in Jesus. Right. That's what the Bible says. So if yeah. you repent and put your trust in Jesus, if you do what David did in Psalm 51, David, broken over his sin, repented before the Lord, mm-hmm. confessed his sin to the Lord, mm-hmm. and the Lord was willing to forgive him. Yeah, right? and as, as far as we know, he did not ever do anything like what happened with Bathsheba again. Yeah, he was but, truly um, repentant. Yeah, and so forgiveness, we have talked um, more probably in some podcasts in the past about that because that is such a critical thing to remember. But uh, if if there is someone coming in and I'm trying to decide, okay, what am I going to call out? It's always those three talking points. But in terms of um, how... Some of the specifics of what I say sometimes relate to how I read their body language. You can read and tell someone who is scoffing and mocking and harsh and hard. And I might tend to be more firm in truth and justice yeah. if I see that kind of body language, words, whatever. If there, Then there are others that are coming in tearful, yeah. and um, I'm probably going to be more gentle, use more gentle language. So in terms of for if you're brand new, that's something to start looking for is the body language um, of the people that are going in, and 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 it sometimes helps you to tailor yeah, how yeah. you say what you say in the timing and when you when you bring in things, and depending on you know you brought out something I wasn't even thinking as I was working on this article. Calling out isn't always as they're going in. Yeah, it is also sometimes as they're coming out. Yeah. And so um, I didn't really touch on this in the article, but you did a little bit. We do call out about abortion pill reversal yeah. if we know that they, these are the pills that are coming out. And like you said, on on a, certainly about repentance, maybe not forgiveness so much yet unless they come and talk with us, but certainly about um, what it means to truly repent yeah. for God. Yeah. yeah. A good point about the abortion pill reversal. We kind of always yeah. want to plant that seed. Right. But timing. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to be calling out as a woman is going into the abortion center, going to kill her child. I'm not going to be calling out about the abortion pill reversal. I'm not even going to mention that. Exactly. Because I don't want to give them, because she might be thinking, she might latch onto that and say, Mm -hmm. well, okay, I'm considering taking the abortion pill. If I go in here and take it, though, these people say I can reverse it. So I can can go back on this decision. May as well just go ahead and take care of this. And then if I decide not to, I can just do what they're saying. Yeah. It's not 100% effective. And I don't want to give someone justification in any measure to do that. Yeah. So I'm not only if I think and pretty confident that they've taken the abortion pill, 
will I call out about the abortion pill reversal? And I'm going to lay it out more of a generalized way. And I'll say Mm -hmm. something to the effect of if you took the abortion pill, Mm -hmm. it's possible for that to be reversed. And sometimes we'll even add it's not 100 percent effective if I have a little bit more at length um, time to, to call this out. Uh, not 100 percent effective, but there can still be hope for your baby. Right. God gives you a second chance. I've, I've talked a lot about God as the God of second chances, but, yeah. but the timing is really important on yeah. that. Yeah. And we've yeah. had a young lady who chose life for her baby who mm-hmm. had the abortion pill reversed mm-hmm. because she heard someone call out to her. Right. You can go to abortionpillreversal.com and reverse right. the effects of that medication. She did that, got connected with my wife, who, who we did a podcast with some months ago. Yeah. And... Uh, Ended up, her babies were saved. I believe she was a mother of twins. Wow. Uh, and so, yeah. so yeah. that but timing was important yeah. in that particular scenario. Calling out also as they're coming out, something that um, uh, introduces the idea maybe of, of um, if they have taken the pill, abortion pill reversal, but, but have you changed your mind? I will call that out a lot. Um, as they're coming out. If you changed your mind, we have so much help available for you. But if you have not and you took the pill and then I'll go into the abortion pill reversal. And the reason that I do that is to counter the lie that has said that we won't help them. And if they have changed their mind, they're told don't stop. Yeah. But if they don't stop, they don't know that there's all these resources available right. that can yeah. help them. So as they're coming out, that's a good time to call out to plant the seed. Hey, if you changed your mind, praise God, yeah. please stop on yeah. your way out. Because so often they don't. Yeah. But yeah. they at least now know, hey, there is help available, and hopefully they can figure out how to get a hold of us. Yeah. And I want to give just kind of like from our experience mm-hmm. a little a little tip or trick. Okay. And then I'm going to talk a little bit about calling out again and, and, and some of the frequency of calling out. Okay. If you see a woman going into the abortion center and you see her come in and out and in and out and in and out, that is an indication that she is not solid in that decision. Mm-hmm. And typically, if you see her go in and out, in and out, in and out, in and out, and then she leaves mm-hmm. before the abortionist gets there, that's typically a mom that has chosen life for her baby. That happened just today. Yeah. She was in and out, in and out, in and out. A guy was there with a two-year-old, looked like a two-year-old toddler who was with her. Both of them took information from us. So already we know, and we called out the entire hour to that guy with the two-year-old. Yeah. And um, and every time we saw her in and out, in and out, in and out, and they ended up leaving bef- before the abortionist. Yeah, yeah. And I say that because when we're talking mm-hmm. about calling out, some people might question the frequency. Like if you see a oh, woman good. go into the abortion center yeah. and you call out to her while she's going in, yeah. and then she comes back out and you call out to her when she comes back out, going right. to her car, and then she goes back into the abortion center, you might think, well, should I just stop? I don't I don't want to annoy her. I, I want to keep on engaging, but I don't want to get on her nerves. I don't want to offend her right. or whatever. Yeah. And you might think it's, she's already heard. Right. I don't need to let her hear again. She heard 10 or 15 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Keep. Listen, we I won't I won't stop calling out to a woman going into the abortion center until she specifically will tell me, leave me the blank alone. Right. Right. Most of the time, if they say leave me the blank alone, I will. Yeah. I will. I will. I'll give them one last little sting of truth Mm -hmm. and then I'll let God deal with them. Yeah. Um, Because I think there there is this dynamic of. Giving your pearls to swine, like Jesus said, yeah. giving what's holy to dogs. Listen, if they if they shut down the conversation, they don't want to hear from you. Okay, 
then when they stand before God, they won't be able to accuse you of not having told them the truth, right? Yeah. And so most of the time, but if they don't say anything by, along those lines, I'm going to keep calling out. I'm going to keep engaging with them. I'm going to keep giving information to them. And we had yeah. uh, um, uh, a young lady that chose life a couple of years ago. Uh-huh. Um, Mama V, I won't give her name. Okay. But I don't know if you remember, we did an interview with her and um, we asked her about that. It's one of the things she said actually helped her to choose life is that we didn't give up. That we don't give yeah. up. Every and the Bible is out. filled with verses about persevere. And yeah. we do train our counselors. If there's a mom inside, no matter how many times, you just keep giving her seeds of truth. Yeah. Because, you know, now the hard part in that, and I will say it is hard, is it'd be better to be saying something different each time you see her. Sometimes it's hard to remember what you've said, but if you can plant a different seed of truth, you just never know what might be the thing that captures her heart. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so yeah, keep, um, don't give up. And, um, and every time you see a mom, continue to call out uh, always again, usually in those for those three talking points, yeah. but try to make them different to the same mother that yeah. you're seeing over and, and over again. And I might again. say, if I saw a woman go in and out, in and out, and I, I recognize that, or a man going in and out, in and out, yeah. I'll acknowledge that. Say, I've seen yeah. you go in and out, right. in and out several times. Right. You obviously don't want to do that. Yeah. Please come and talk with yeah. us. Yeah. Because you're giving voice to what you're seeing, the action that you're seeing, which is, uh, you know, a very reasonable thing to assume. The ones that are determined, you don't see them again for yeah. three hours. They just sit in there most of the time. I mean, right. not always. But um, but you can maybe even just put that as soon as you verbalized it. Maybe they haven't consciously thought, that's why I'm in and out, in and out. And you've just given that voice that can add to that indecision, which you want. Yeah. You want them to recognize that conflict. And I, I hear us say all the time, all, all of us, if you really look like there is conflict in your heart, that is a good thing. Yeah. God has planted that there for, for yeah. a good purpose. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I think we're about ready to wrap this up, but I did want to touch on this last point that you mm-hmm. made or last major point, which is countering some of the lies. Right. And it's really what our three talking points do, counter mm-hmm. the lies, counter the lies that God is okay with this. Because that is one of the lies that many of these women embrace is that, yeah. you know, God knows my heart. Mm-hmm. God's forgiving. Mm-hmm. And, God loves me. Yeah, God loves me, and which sums up basically, to sum it up, is God's okay with what I'm doing. Right. And what God says about this biblically shows that he's not okay with this. Yeah. Also countering the lies Mm -hmm. that their baby is just a blob of tissue or Mm -hmm. a clump of cells. They've been Mm -hmm. told that lie. Mm -hmm. And we counter that by talking about the humanity of the baby. Your baby's heart is already beating. Your baby has brain waves. Your baby's a living human being. Mm -hmm. There can be some times, though, when we have to counter lies kind of like on the fly, where if you're calling out to somebody going into the abortion center and they call back to you Mm -hmm. things like, it's not a baby, Mm -hmm. you know. I think we have to be careful in the way that we respond so that mm-hmm. we're not, we don't respond in just kind of this frantic, just uh, reactionary way. Mm-hmm. But if we have the truth in us and we've got these kind of three talking points kind of ingrained in our minds, we can respond very quickly with, mm-hmm. well, actually, no, your baby's heart is already beating. Mm-hmm. Responding with those truths, it's not a blob of tissue. Mm-hmm. It's actually your child, your son or daughter mm-hmm. that you're about to kill inside of that place. Mm-hmm. And so we are supposed to bring the truth 
in contradiction to the lies that they're being told. And we do that when we're calling out to them uh, going into the abortion center. Yeah. And the more that you have that truth in you, the more quickly you can respond. We did put in this article um, a website that gives just additional information about what are some really common lies that are told and um, some ways to counter some of those lies, some biblical, some just medical and scientific. And I found it really helpful. So that's in the article. It's by Randy Alcorn. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, And we'll have this article out and there'll be a link uh, to that article within the article that you talked about. Yeah. And then just to wrap it up, I think we always touch on this point. Yeah. Having the word in you, yeah. Having Amen. the having the scripture in you. So when you get yeah. those people that call as you're calling out, mm-hmm. you know, what God says, mm-hmm. and they respond, well, God will forgive me. Mm-hmm. You can respond. Mm-hmm. You can respond scripturally. Mm-hmm. Well, the there Bible remains says, no remission for sin yeah. without repentance. Yeah. So are you repentant? Right. And then if they say they are, then you talk about the meaning of repentance. But so yes, you're exactly right. You gotta you gotta have it in you though because. On the fly, you can't say, "Well, just a second. Let me just let me, <laughs> let me just Google what the Bible says about yeah. that and get back to you." Yeah. So having the Word in us, and then ultimately relying on the Lord, we can give you all kinds of practical stuff. We can give right. you some of our experiences, uh, but God knows a lot more than we do. Mm-hmm. And if you're led by the Holy Spirit, God can give you what to say in the moment. Yeah. God can give you the perfect response because yeah. only He knows the perfect response. Right. Uh, but understanding, of course, that even if you give the perfect response, it's between that person and the Lord, right. what they do with that response. Right. So our responsibility is, as we started, to obey God. Mm-hmm. We want them to come over and talk with us, get in a one-on-one conversation with us. Uh, but ultimately, it's between them and the Lord, whether they do that and, and where that even when we have a one-on-one conversation, where it goes. But yeah. with that, we're going to wrap this episode up. Please reach out to us, Daniel at lovelife.org, Vicki at lovelife.org. If you've got suggestions for future podcasts, if you've got questions about anything that we've covered, if you want to get on board with what we've mentioned, our Sidewalk 101 training, we do every uh, the first Saturday of every month from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. Eastern time. If you want to get on board with that, reach out. I'll send you over just a little application that you'll have to fill out, and we'll look over just to make sure you fit the criteria of folks that can attend that, basically, that you know Jesus you're going to honor him in, in the way that you uh, serve on the sidewalk. But uh, I think that's basically it. So yep. until next time, God bless. God bless. Give me an outlet for love. Give me an outlet for gratitude. I know it will cost me my life. Nothing's too precious since I met